The Successful and Fit Podcast, Episode 5. The Successful and Fit brand revolves around you and how you can balance growing a business with the rest of your life. And yes, you need to have more to your life than just business. Sometimes we forget that. But it is possible to juggle that drive to grow a successful business, but still keep the focus on your spouse, your kids, and building a great life for you and your family. My guest today, Lauren Grootman, is a personal finance expert and founder of two successful online businesses. She shows us how she built IamThatLady.com, a frugal living brand, MarkAndLaurenG.com, a personal finance business that she started with her husband, and balances all that with raising four beautiful children. It is possible to build your dream life of a successful business with a beautiful family life. And Lauren tells all on how she does it. Starting a business is one of the most rewarding things you can do in life, both personally and financially. But it's not easy. It takes grit, passion, open-mindedness, And most importantly, a plan on how to balance it all. Welcome to the Successful and Fit Podcast, the show that teaches you how some of the most successful people on earth got their start and how they balance building their business or brand with achieving a personally satisfying life. Lauren, thanks a lot for being with us today. Um, really happy to have you. Why don't you start out by just giving our audience just a brief overview of what you do professionally and who you are personally? Okay. Well, um, my name is Lauren Gruppman, and I, I'm i the mom of four kids, young kids under the age of nine. Um, I've been married to my husband, Mark, for almost 13 years. And so I started working online about almost five years ago. Uh, I started a frugal living money saving blog for moms called IamThatLady.com, and that has quickly grown to be able to support us financially so much that my husband quit his job uh, 10 months ago as an actuary to come home and work with me full time and then I also launched um, we also launched another brand uh, about three months ago called MarkAndLaurenG.com and that's a personal finance website devoted to teaching couples how to budget get out of debt um, and just you know, get people uh, back in a, a different mindset with the way that they spend their money. So we have a podcast. We have um, a lot of different things going on on both sites. So so now uh, you know I I blog and uh, work online full time. That's awesome. Um, that's a very it's it's a very interesting space uh, online business. Um, I'm very very extremely new to it and. And it's really it's really interesting to me. How, how did you get into, you know, starting a business online? Like, where did it start? Yeah, well, I started because <clears throat> I was teaching money saving seminars for three years prior to when I started uh, working online, and I, I started IamThatLady.com because I I really um, I was posting a lot of deals and 
how, you know, money saving tips, just like to my friends and family and then doing these seminars. And what I found is that the demand for me to go around and travel to do these seminars got too high. And I just couldn't keep up with how many people wanted me to come and speak. So I thought, you know what, I'll start a blog and, and I can just point people to that instead. And so that's why I got I got started online. When I first started, I didn't really start it as a business. I thought I was doing it. You know, I had been teaching seminars and doing uh, making money doing that. So but when I started the website, I, I didn't really think about it as a business. Uh, I did know that I wanted to make money, but I didn't know how much money was going to be made. I didn't know, I guess, all of the opportunity that was out there for me when I started it. My goal was to make $300 a month so I could pay for my son's private school tuition. Um, and so that was, you know, I, I really had no idea what I was getting myself into at that point. That's awesome. Now it's, it's, uh, would you, would you say that you're the type of person who like, you know, when you get into something like you kind of just, you go and, and do it a hundred percent until you get that. So you mentioned the $300 goal, like was right. your, was your sole goal to hit that $300 and then you looked at everything else after that? Or were you really overwhelmed when you saw all the opportunity online? Well, I think, you know, with, with online, there's so many different revenue streams that it can get overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when I first started, I just started focusing on my my whole goal and motive was on my readers and you know if something and and that still is my goal if if something doesn't fit with my readers then um then I won't do it and so I I really focused just mostly on my readers and I did a lot actually out in the community by going out and teaching seminars and getting to meet the people that were reading my website and still to this day those people that started off with me you know 5 years ago are like some of my biggest uh, fans and we've become personal friends and they're my biggest promoters because they've met, we've become friends and they tell all their friends about it. And so that's, that's kind of what I did to focus on one thing at a time. And I'm definitely like an all or nothing person. That's just my personality. So when I saw the opportunity of like, Oh my gosh, I'm starting to make some good money here. I thought to myself, you know, I'm just going to jump on it and, and let's just go with it. And you know, I, I didn't think I would be able to retire my husband from his job at that point. But once I saw the opportunity, we started planning for that because we said, you know what, like, why not? We get to live this, this dream of doing what we want when we want. And, and it's really awesome. That's awesome. Now, now you tell, you teach your, your readers and and always have, you know, kind of, um, not only how to save money and a good portion of, you know, financial freedom, so to speak, getting out of debt, but you do teach a little bit of, of balance as well. I mean, your, your readership is busy moms. Am I, am I right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. So you, you yourself are an extremely busy mom. This I know mm-hmm. you have four kids, correct? Yep. Yep. And now two different businesses, two different webs, two different brands. Um, what's your, give me, I, I don't know. Give me one secret. Give me, give me one tip that, that leads to helping you balance your life a little bit? Well, I'm very strategic in what I put myself into. Um, Because I know I'm a 100% person, I know that I have to not commit to too many projects or else I'll 100% myself out of being a mom. (laughs) I love it, yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And so um, I'm very strategic with what things I take on. But then also, um, you know, as a busy mom, planning is, is so key. So... 
there's this statistic that says for every one hour of planning, it saves you four hours of execution. Mm. And so with my entire life, with my businesses, with my, you know, with when I'm teaching people how to save money and coupon and meal plan and whether I'm, you know, planning out my week as a mom, that planning is absolutely crucial. And um, if I didn't do that, I would be like uh, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Uh, So getting into a little detail, like, can you give me an example of that planning? Like, do you sit down Sundays or Monday or a certain day and plan out the week? Or is it shorter than that? Well, we Um, just started, well, we usually do a week at a time. So we have a part-time nanny now that comes to our house Monday through Friday from nine to one. So that's our, our work time where Mark and I work together and we use a a program now. Um, Are you familiar with Trello? Yeah. Okay. So we use Trello now and we put down all of our projects for the week so that we can see what each other's working on. And then we also have, um, I am that lady is there's, I think we have five people working on that site right now that are not us. And so we have five virtual assistants that pretty much run the day to day operations on that site. So we can focus on big picture projects and developing courses and strategizing and, and doing all that kind of thing. So, um, so that's really been key for us to be able to, you know, plan out ahead of time. Gotcha. Uh, you mentioned using virtual assistants a little bit. Um, how did you transition from you doing all of that to, you know, giving putting that in the hands of a, a virtual assistant? Was it pretty gradual or did you plan that out ahead of time and then just kind of go with it? Well, I think that – so before we, we started um, – Recording, I talked about my friend Chris Ducker. Sure. And um, he writes this book. uh, He wrote this book called Virtual Freedom. And before I read that book, I had a team of about two people. And we were, you know, we were all working together on the site. And what I found is that I was, you know, I'm a big thinker, but I also get bogged down by details. And so I'm just like me. Yeah. So I'm a visionary. (laughs) So like I, you know, Mark always makes fun of me because I'm like, I have this great idea. And he goes, uh oh. And that means like he's going to have to do a ton of work because <laughs> <laughs> I come up with these like amazing ideas. So so I found that by it being being working in my business every single day, I was I was missing out on the opportunity to do the big thinking stuff. And so he had this quote in the book that said um, that always stands out to me that stop working in your business so that you can work on your business. Mm-hmm. And that really struck, uh, you know, a heartstring with me because I was doing so much in the business and I was micromanaging so much that I would, you know, my big thinking um, strength that I have was kind of getting muffled by all this sound of everything that I had to do throughout the day. And so once uh, I got done reading that book, I went and I hired three more people. I hired a social media manager who handles all of my social media, Pinterest, um, Twitter and Facebook Um, and then I have four girls who work for me to do all of the other day-to-day stuff on the site. And, uh, you know, I've been using virtual assistants for three and a half years. So my main virtual assistant that I still have, that is kind of my site manager right now has been with me for three years. Um, letting go is probably the hardest thing for me because, you know, there, when you start an online business, it's your baby. You, you put so much into it and you think nobody can do it as well as I can. Right. And I just realized that that mentality was killing me. I mean, slowly killing me because I, I needed to be able to let go of those day-to-day things so that I could really focus on the big picture things to grow the business and, and, and make it better. 
Well, I think, I mean, I ask you that question too, because that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I am right now. Like I have my, uh, uh, digital ad agency, good monster. And that's, you know, we have contractors that do work there and, and it's going great. But then this is like my passion project. So successful and fits kind of my passion project and I'm doing everything there and it's, it's getting very overwhelming. And so I'm looking into virtual assistants and, you know, I was, I was very curious as to how you made that transition and, and, uh, you know, got some of the, basically delegated some of the work and yeah, I think took that some of that the, off the shoulders. The biggest thing for me was training to make sure that I set aside enough time to, to train, to train them properly. Right. Um, I mean, I've had, I've had a, a probably a dozen virtual assistants that didn't stay with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely one of the questions that I'm, that I'm always asking people when I bring them on is, you know, what do you know about me? just plain and simple, what do you know about me? Right. And to see if they've done their homework or uh, know a little bit about my brands and how they can help us and if they have the same passion, you know, because I'm doing a frugal living, um, both of my websites are finance-based, the person cannot be someone who could care less about finance. They need to have a passion for helping people get out of debt and helping people save money. Because that shows across every, you know, to everybody that that they really want to help. So that's really important when I'm hiring people for my brand that they really share the same passions with me and that they know what the brand's about before I even bring them on. Right. Um, so let's jump over to kind of what your, you know, what your what your brands are about. Um, for somebody who's who's currently, you know, bogged down with debt, which is the majority of Americans for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has a full-time job, has a, you know, busy family, and they're just kind of stuck in that cycle going round and round and round. What are, what's usually the first thing, you know, the first step that you and Mark kind of teach them to, to move forward and, and try to achieve some sort of financial freedom? Well, the first thing we do is we have people sit down, you know, whether they're married or single, whatever it is, sit down and at least get honest with yourself about where you're spending your money. Um, it's funny, we have, we, we, we work in um, council couples here in our local area and we were just meeting with a couple last week and and they're in a lot of debt and just trying to figure out how to make it work and um, they realized after looking, you know, because they didn't want to look at their, their money that they were spending, they finally did and they realized that they were spending $2,000 a month on food, eating out and groceries. Oh, yeah. And that is huge and a lot of people just don't pay attention to what they're spending so the first thing we do is you know what in order to go forward we need to get honest with ourselves we need to write down and go back and look and add up all of these categories of spending that you have been doing we're going to cut out the things you don't need you know if you're in forty thousand dollars with the debt and that's where our history comes from we're in forty thousand dollars with the debt we're underwater in our mortgage uh, with a thousand dollar deficit every month eight years ago, and we really crawled our way out of it, made some bold, drastic moves, and that's how we're now debt free. And uh, we have a really, you know, experiential story to help people because we've been there. And so we want people, you know, sit down, look at what you have been spending, and then you're gonna, then we're gonna move forward and find out what we can get rid of. You know, you don't need cable; it's not going to kill you for like a year if you stop getting cable. Uh, you don't need to be eating out. You know, I can help you save on your 50% on your grocery bill. And uh, so this couple that I'm working with, they're getting that 2000 down to 500 a month. So they've just gotten a $1,500 a month raise. Yeah, wow. Month, which is huge. 
And it's crazy to think of it like that because most people don't either. You know, exactly. If you, it's it's like we're always trying to make more money, we get raises and jobs, and you know, get more money, more money, more money, and just don't realize that hey, you could <laughs> you could chop some of the things out of your your current uh, expense, and and there's your more money. You know, exactly. Your- you just and you just made a ton of money. Like, and and it's crazy. People, uh, the the amount of money that people find when they start looking for it. Right. And that's actually something that I, I wish I did before I started my business is is tackle my debt. Like I didn't have a ton, you know, student loans, car loan, things like that. Um, but if you were – so I guess two things. Number one is if you were uh, counseling somebody who was starting a business, you know, um, what's your opinion on like taking on business debt? you know, bank loans and things like that. I mean, are you against that? Is there a certain is there a certain part of you that says that's okay or you know, what are your opinions on that? Um, I it's tough because we started our our websites completely debt free. Like we paid for them out of pocket and we've never taken out business loans. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like, you know, especially if you have a physical product to sell, that taking that loan out to to get some inventory and then just making sure that you can pay it back within a certain amount of time that I feel like that's okay. Um, sometimes you need a little jump start, but just make sure that you have a good return on your investment. Like don't take, you know, some money out to, to buy a, a new computer, like take something out and get a loan, but only because you are buying a product that you can sell. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I've I've had conversations and have heard both sides of the stories. You know, there's there's the coaches, professionals, whatever out there, business professionals out there that say, you know, don't don't at any at any time take out any debt, bootstrap everything, you know, do that kind of stuff. But I, I'm not in product sales, so I don't know. But you got you got to you have to have inventory somehow, you know. So right. Um, the other side of it, that like like you said, people say that that taking out either a bank loan or getting at least some investment, whether it's a private investor of some sort, and funding those, those your inventory to, to get that out. You have to do that. Right. Um, so very cool. Um, what is it like to be in business with your husband now? I'm curious to know, you know, how you guys balance that, in ter- just in terms of tasks and, you know, your kids and, and family life, things like that. Right. So... Um, Mark, it, like I said, he's an actuary, so he's a numbers a numbers guy. He loves digging into to things numbers-wise. He loves spreadsheets. He loves analyzing. And those kind of things make me want to throw up. <laughs> 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 and so, um, so I am the big thinker, the visionary. I'm always doing the brainstorming sessions and coming up with new ideas. And then he makes them all happen. So it's it's a really beautiful uh, relationship. You know, we have a great marriage, which is very helpful. Um, but then to be able to work together and have two totally different personalities that actually complement each other very well, it works very well in business. I always say when he quit his job 10 months ago, he spent the first half of that cleaning up my messes because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... If you look at our desks, his is like really nice and neat and mine is always a disaster. Right. And um, that's just <laughs> that's just the way it is. But like I said, we have a part-time nanny who's here 20 hours a week. And um, those are the times that we work together. 
And um, I, I definitely can say it's definitely been a challenge. Like we work a lot at night too after the kids go to bed. And so a few nights a week, we have to make sure that we say, you know what? Like we're not working tonight. We are husband and wife tonight. We're going to go out on a date. We're not going to talk about work. And uh, that's been a that's been a difficult um, transition for us, I think that we we've just started being able to be like okay we're not working tonight we're going to get a movie or we're gonna just turn it off for a night and um we always feel refreshed after that but we can tend to just go 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 and you know that's not good for our marriage either so we have to learn how to prioritize and our time for that as well well especially with the brand the new brand you know and, right. and mark being kind of new to the business so to speak i mean you've been doing it for for a while and he's seen it but you know being new in business, I was actually talking to uh, James Clear on on this podcast in a previous episode. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but mm-hmm. um, um, he was talking about passion and that you know passion isn't always there for like before you start a business or something like that. So when people say you know follow your passion and make a business out of it, that's not always the case. But it's usually the case that when you do start a business you're like sucked into being passionate about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the more you do it every day, the more passionate you are because now it's like, hey, this is putting food on my table. This is getting me new friends, new audiences, new, you know, I'm helping more people, you know, so it's really easy to get even more passionate about the business, the brand, whatever it might be after you actually start it. That's, um, that's funny that you say that because I feel like that happened with Mark because – you know, I've been in this space for almost five years and I'm passionate about it, but I also have kind of learned how to turn it off, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Um, but now that he's kind of new into the space, I noticed when he first quit his job, he was talking about work so much more and I wanted him to just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Come on, I, I don't want to talk about work right now, but he loves it so much and he's able to use this creative side in his brain, which he hasn't been able to use for a while. And Right. Um, so I can totally relate to that seeing it from Mark. You know, he still is like some days I'm like, whoa, like, calm down. I My brain's not going that fast right now, um, which is funny because it was usually the opposite for us. Well, it's probably good for you, though, because that kind of sparked some new life, might, you know, into probably into you and the business and, and, you know, keeps you going, even though you probably want him to turn it off sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I I. I when when James said that, when James Clear said that, it really did. It kind of opened my eyes a little bit because I do some student entrepreneurship counseling at Syracuse University, and mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy to see kind of the development from when they're like, yeah, I'm passionate about this, and I think this is the kind of business that I can start. And then a few weeks later, after they've started to do research and market research and you know customer research, they're like they can't stop thinking about it. You know, exactly. <laughs> they're all about it, and it's 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 a really it's really inspiring and, and a cool phenomenon about entrepreneurship that it can really have that effect on just your entire life. But yeah, on the flip it, side, it, totally it is can. easy to get sucked in too. So it is, you have to, you have to be able to shut it off. And I think that's probably the hardest thing as an entrepreneur to be able to just shut it off. For sure. You well, to, that's the exact reason for this brand successful and fit is trying to, trying to figure out, you know, it's not going to be the same for everybody, but f- figuring out some sort of balance between the two and, making sure that um, being an entrepreneur, you're pretty much forced to being a workaholic, which which isn't isn't like going to a nine-to-five job you don't like all the time. You know, you're working on something you love, but you do need to have that balance of some sort, for yep, sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, cool. Well, we're going to wrap up here, but I do have a 
few more questions for you. Um, number one is if you were to give somebody who is in uh, your shoes five years ago, you know, when you were, when you, let's say right when you were in debt um, and let me back up. First question, when you were in debt, were you thinking about starting a business or not yet? No, not yet. I was thinking about survival. So, I was thinking about how do I get out of this? And I had a whole different mentality of of how do I survive? How do I feed my family? How do we pay our bills? How do we get out of debt? Um, I, I always, you know, I've always been kind of an outside of the box thinker. So I would do things like go and participate in focus groups at a marketing company and get paid like a hundred bucks to sit there for an hour and eat Chinese food and give them my opinion. Like I would do crazy stuff like that. Um, and I always thought, you know, I'd want to start something. Um, I actually, uh, at the age of 24 started selling Mary Kay cosmetics. Sure. And in 11 months I earned my pink Cadillac Nice from that. Like, and so I, I had, I drove a pink Cadillac for, for a while and then I quit that. And then I was a stay-at-home mom for a few years, and I got bored with that. And then I started doing the money-saving seminars. So I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. Did I ever think that I would start my own business? I wasn't, I wasn't like going there. But I've always had this mentality of I don't want to be the status quo. Like I don't want to sit at a desk. I want to do something creative and do something big and, and bold. Gotcha. All right. Well, you're you're a, a very sharp woman, so I'm going to actually split this up and ask you two different questions. Okay. Number one is what are what are your one, two, three, you know, three steps for somebody who's in your shoes when you are in debt to to just start, like just to go. I know I know we kind of went over the first step already, but what are your top three uh, top three first steps to to get out of, uh, getting out of debt? Right. So we talked about the first step as being. Um, one that you sit down and just kind of take inventory of everything that you've you've done in the in the past, so that you know how to move forward. Um, step two would be cut out all of the things that you don't need that are not absolutely necessary. Cut those out. So cable, home phone, uh, you know, whatever you're spending money on that you don't have to, cut that out. And number three is you want to set a prospective budget. So. When Mark and I are sitting down and budgeting, we actually do this on the Mark and Lauren G website is we have our, we actually broadcast live us doing our own budget every single month. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so it's called the budget night. And the last Sunday of every month, we sit down together and we do our budget. It's like reality TV uh, budgeting because we argue and <laughs> fight and, you know, try and figure it out. It's totally unscripted. And you might have just so, got one more viewer just now. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, and so um, what, we, what we do is we, pro, we do prospective budgeting. So we take all of the things that we have to pay and we kind of see what that month is going to look like, at, you know, ahead of time before we even get into the month. So that's how we teach people how to budget. And then you fill in, uh, you know, groceries and gas and all that kind of stuff. But it really helps when you do it a month ahead of time so that you know what you're going into. So I think those are your first three steps that you can do. And we actually developed, on Mark and Lauren G, we developed um, some some amazing tools um, on that site. One's a uh, drag and drop, like super easy budget, um, spread not spreadsheet, but it's a, a tool, a drag and drop budget builder. And then we have a debt reduction tool and also uh, a home mortgage spreadsheet tool that you can use on there as well. So those have been helping people really to prioritize what things they need to pay and what things they need to get rid of. 
Great. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually add those into the show notes. Thanks. Um, are they all on one page or are they in different ones? I can find them. But... Well, it's a, it's a, um, that part of the site is, is a membership. You get your okay, first great. month for free, and they can sign up at markandlaurang.com slash tools. Fantastic. Okay, second part of the question. Same question. Uh, what are the top three steps if you were to rewind back when you were launching your business? What are the first three things that you would tell yourself to do to get yourself um, kickstarted into online business? I would, I would say the first thing I would do is create a plan um, and set you know, actionable goals. I think that was one thing that I probably could have done a lot better is decided you know, once I started seeing income come in, trying to figure out what to do with that income and uh, where to put it and how to invest back into the business, I would say create a goal for that, uh, that would be number one. Number two, I would say get a schedule and stop driving your family crazy <laughs> because <laughs> for the first two years I was doing it, I was blogging you know, while the kids were eating breakfast. I was blogging while they were watching a morning movie. I was blogging during nap time. I was staying up till midnight and I got burnt out really, really fast. Yeah. And um, so definitely creating a schedule and not feeling bad because I'm creating a schedule. I think... As a mom, at first I had a really hard time letting go of the stay-at-home mom mentality and wanting to do both. And that's just not possible unless you want to go crazy. Okay. Um, so creating a schedule and asking for help. Uh, so, well, number three would be asking for help. Um, I would have gotten help sooner. I would have not tried to hold on to it and um, control it for so long. I would, have, I would have brought help in sooner so that I could really focus on my strengths uh, of of being a big thinker and you know uh, I, I, that those are the three things I would have stuck to. No, that's great. And um, just really quick, uh, you mentioned asking for help. Would you uh, would you recommend? I think I know your answer, but would you recommend? And do you use uh, mentors at all? Um, you know, I I do have one mentor, um, but. I, you know, I, I'm, I have a lot of friends that are in the space. And so we really help each other out and really do mastermind sessions together. And, um, you know, me and you, John, we live like half an hour from each other. So we've done some jobs together. Um, so I really, I really try to work with my peers cause I feel like I learn a lot from them, but I definitely, uh, have a few mentors that have helped me, uh, in the long run as well. Um, so they're definitely worth it. Somebody who's been there and done that. Yeah. And, and I should have phrased that differently. I didn't necessarily mean like a paid mentor, but just, you know, somebody who can, for instance, before I even got introduced to any business at all, I, I was in the personal training, strength and conditioning space. And one of my clients served as my mentor who taught me business and taught me more of the kind of the old school way to do business. But regardless, you know, he was kind of my mentor, uh, getting me started, but, I, again, mentioned student entrepreneurship. I always mention to them to find somebody in their space and just beg them to to pick their brain, you know, once a month or shoot them an email every once in a while. Or if they live close, sit next to them, sit down next to them and, and, and just learn from them. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you know, making mistakes is inevitable in entrepreneurship. Yep. You know, it's going to, it's going to happen. There's no perfect way, no matter how, how many, how many business courses you take or sign up for or whatever, you're going to make mistakes. But somebody who's been there, done that, 
made those mistakes can at least give you kind of a foresight to what as to what to expect afterwards. So you're maybe a little bit better prepared. Definitely. But definitely. And then that's what I've done is I really, you know, I, 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 I'm, I guess I want to say that I, I really enjoy and value networking and I really enjoy and value friendships with people, not just in my niche, but in other ones. And so I've really done, um, a lot of, you know, community building, but just relationship building, you know, going out to lunch. I mean, me and you have been out to lunch a few times and we've been out to lunch with other people that live local to us. And that's really valuable to me because I feel like we can learn so much from different, you know, businesses and really gain our knowledge together. But I do have a few people that are in a similar space that have kind of taken me under my wing and helped me be where I am today. And um, I'm really thankful. And I try and do that and give back to people now, you know, when I'm in um, in this position where doing it full time that that I can help people just starting out. And I love I love to do that to give back. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm excited to watch Mark and Lauren G grow, and I'm a big fan of I'mThatLady.com already, as you know. So thanks a lot. I appreciate it very much. Thanks so much, John. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Lauren Grootman. She's a a friend of mine. She's a great resource for me uh, in starting my online business. Uh, She's really successful. And if you're interested in learning more about Lauren um, or taking advantage of some of the resources that she provided, check out uh, the show notes on successfulandfit.com slash zero five. You can find all the resources that she mentioned there, um, including checking out her brand, IamThatLady.com, if you're looking to save money, um, live a little bit more frugally, and if you're interested in learning more about how to help your own personal finance, check out her new brand, MarkAndLaurenG.com. But again, all this information you can find at SuccessfulAndFit.com slash zero five. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.